The percussion says it all. It is week three of college football. Hello and welcome into the Y'all Kickoff Show. For the next hour, we're going to break down the big college games of this third weekend. And we do it with a little bit more emphasis on the Southern teams. Hope you don't mind. I don't think you do. And we got some darn good games. We got a big battle in the SEC as the Crimson Tide for the first time in a long time. The Tide is drowning in the swamp this weekend. Are they going to be able to get out of there and survive? We'll let you know here on today's Y'all Kickoff Show. Another team from the heart of Dixie is playing its first time in 90 years at a Big Ten school. We'll let you know all about Auburn's trip to Penn State. In fact, in this y'all show, the y'all kickoff show, we're going to hear from Brian Harson talking about his team's big challenge going up to Happy Valley. All that is a hit on today's y'all kickoff show. Also, we will be sharing with you more news, some real quarterback issues going on. I've got that coming to you in just a second. We're going to walk through all of the big games across college football over the weekend. And we'll also have, later in the show, General Gridiron will be making his appearance for the third week. And if you don't know who the good general is, he breaks down all of the college football games, and he does it in a way that should leave you in stitches. So General Gridiron, coming up a little bit later on this The Y'all Kickoff Show. If you would like to be involved, a couple of ways to do that. We have a number that you can call. It's 803-816-1170. We have a website. It is the South's homepage. It is y'all.com. And right there at y'all.com, you can see all kind of great articles, including some good sports stuff posted there. But this allows me right now to tell you all about the Y'all Show. The Y'all Show is a daily three-hour show that's all about the South. And we have that posted right there on y'all.com. It's also available, the Y'all Show, which on Fridays, the first hour becomes the Y'all Kickoff Show, which is what you're listening to now. Isn't that crazy? Yes, but you can listen to all that at y'all.com at the Y'all Show tab at y'all.com, or you can listen to us on several different great podcast options, which are available, and that includes TuneIn Radio, iHeart, we're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify, among others. It is the Y'all Show and the Y'all Kickoff Show, a free download in podcast form, and it waged. All you got to do is punch the button. This show also, the Y'all Kickoff Show, broadcasting on great radio stations across the South. And we appreciate all you who are listening to us here as you get ready for Saturday's big games. Let's dive into some news before we start breaking down some of the games. The big news item of the week was the fact that Clay Helton was let go as Southern Cal's head coach. This former Auburn and former Houston Cougar quarterback who's been coaching and coaching First as an assistant before some years ago, he was tabbed to be the Southern Cal Trojans head football coach. Helton, after his second game, the Trojans went down to Stanford at the Coliseum this past weekend, and USC says, Clay, it's time for you to get on out of here. And so he's released, and so that's going to send a seismic shift here right at the start of this football season as who's going to ultimately get that head coaching job in Tinseltown. Urban Meyer, the former Florida, former Bowling Green, former Utah, and of course the former Ohio State coach, now coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, 
Meyer says there's no chance he would leave the Jaguars for that open job at SC. We'll just have to <clears throat> we'll just have to find out how serious that is as the season progresses. So one of the names that's being bantied about is James Franklin, of course, now coaching at Penn State. Penn State's got that big Auburn game. Is this distraction of Franklin possibly leaving Happy Valley for Tinseltown? Is that going to be a distraction as his Nittany Lions, which are currently high up in the polls, is that going to be just enough for Auburn to walk in and pull the shocker this weekend? Could be. But right now, there is an opening in the Pac-12 at one of the more elite programs in college football the Southern Cal Trojans. Now to the SEC, the Florida Gators have a bit of a quarterback issue. And according to the head coach of UF, Dan Mullen, he knows that his quarterbacks, Emory Jones and Anthony Richardson, know the plan heading into Saturday's mid-afternoon meetup at Florida Field as the number one Crimson Tide come in. Mullen has brushed off suggestions about these two quarterbacks. Richardson's played well as a backup this season behind Emory Jones. Some people are suggesting that perhaps Richardson should start in place of Emory Jones. And according to Mullen in his midweek press conference, he's going to stick with Emory Jones as the starter, despite the fact that he's thrown four interceptions in only two games, both wins over Florida Atlantic and South Florida. Mullen said it's pretty simple as far as which player is going to play, and the division of time between them. As he said, they know what we've scheduled going into the game. Those are the words of Dan Mullen, head coach of the Florida Gators. It's the Gators and the Crimson Tide mid-afternoon from Florida Field. Now let's kind of start breaking down how Saturday is going to go. Once you stumble out of bed Saturday morning, You've got a blast from the past waiting on Fox. It's the Fox Big Noon kickoff, and they're going to be in Norman this week. It's OU, ranked number three in the land. And the Sooners have their old foe from the Big Eight coming in. It's the Nebraska Cornhuskers and Scott Frost, the embattled coach. This is a noon Eastern 11 Central kick on Fox. I don't think it's going to be too much of a contest, but... It is going to be, again, a pretty cool thing to see these old foes who oftentimes their games determine a lot, including national championships and Heismans. They get together there at the Gaylord Stadium in Norman this weekend. That, again, the earliest of the kickoffs on Saturday. Also, early kickoff on the SEC Network. It's the Lobos. They waltz over from Albuquerque. They're at number seven, Texas A&M. That is a noon Eastern, 11 o'clock Aggieland kick. Indiana, an intriguing battle here. They have their neighbors from the southeast come over, and that is the Cincinnati Bearcats. The Cats rank number eight in the country. ESPN is broadcasting this game from Bloomington starting at noon Eastern, 11 Central. Another intriguing kind of conference pride matchup and a border matchup. It's the Hokies, ranked number 15 in the country. Virginia Tech goes over to Morgantown, where West Virginia awaits. FS1 is where you'll be able to tune in and see this battle. These two teams, of course, go back to the old Big East days, and we'll find out if, indeed, the Justin Fuente Hokies, the Birds, can hang on with their number 15 ranking and get the road win over in the Mountain State. 
Coastal Carolina. They are on ESPN2. If you haven't seen this team yet this year, it's well worth a tuning in. And just to see the mullets, all the players and coaches. Yes, Jamie Chadwell, head coach, has a mullet. And he grew a mullet after his team won the conference championship last year. They won the Sun Belt Conference. And I guess as a promise to his players, he grew out the mullet. Kenny Powers would be proud. Number 16, Coastal Carolina, the Chanticleers, are at Buffalo this weekend. That game kicking off at noon on ESPN2. Michigan State, they've got the Miami Hurricanes on upset alert. This is going to be an ABC broadcast starting at noon Miami time, 11 o'clock Central. It's the Spartans and the U. And Miami currently ranked number 24. They barely escaped a game last week against Appalachian State. Who knew that Michigan would end up in the top 25? And Coach Harbaugh's their varmin, they're ranked number 25 this week on the Big Ten Network. They welcome in the Huskies of Northern Illinois starting at noon Eastern. Kentucky's out of conference. They've got the Chattanooga Mocs coming into Kroger Field this weekend. A battle of the show-me state as the SEMO Indian Redhawks are going to be in Como as Missouri welcomes in SEMO out of the OBC. This is a SEC Network Plus broadcast starting at noon Eastern, 11 o'clock show-me state time. Tennessee's got an in-state battle. The fellows from over in Cookville ride down I-40. And the Vols and the Tennessee Tech Golden Eagles, they have a game starting at noon Eastern, 11 o'clock. In fact, there is some questions about the Tennessee quarterback position. They, going into this game, announced they were undecided about who they were going to have as Joe Milton, the Michigan transfer, has started the first two games of the year, but he got knocked out of the game against Pitt last week with a leg injury. Hendon Hooker, the Virginia Tech quarterback, came in. He passed for nearly 200 yards in the loss to the Pitt Panthers, but midweek, Coach Heupel did not tip his cards. He was essentially holding back on naming a starting QB going into a game again against Tennessee Tech. Pitt, the victors of the game last week against Tennessee. They're at home with Western Michigan coming in for an early start. On the ACC, the high noon Eastern kick features the Syracuse, Orange, and the Great Danes of Albany. Temple's got Boston College. That's a ESPNU broadcast starting at noon Eastern. Army, they have a game they ought to win. They darn sure better win. UConn, arguably the worst college football team at any level, Utah, or rather, UConn and Army are going to be on the CBS Sports Network at high noon Eastern. Colorado, which had a tough loss to the Aggies last week on the Pac-12 Network, they've got Minnesota coming in. Man, this is an early start if you're someone who likes to watch on the left coast. This is a 12, rather 1 Eastern, 12 Central kick for the Buffs at home against the Minnesota Golden Gophers. A great little battle between the Big Ten and the Pac-12 right there. Nevada, the Wolfpack march out of the Mountain West, and they're playing in the Little Apple as K-State has the Wolfpack in for a 2 Eastern, 1 o'clock Manhattan time kick that on the Big 12 ESPN Plus Network. On NBC, an early afternoon game, the Irish ranked number 12. Upset alert here. Purdue storms in to South Bend. Watch for the upset. Purdue in their in-state battle with the Irish. Here is a upset alert. The Gators, ranked number 11 on CBS. It's your CBS on SEC, or SEC on CBS opener. Brad Nestler on the call. 
and they've got the Crimson Tide ranked number one coming into the swamp. Watch for Florida to give Alabama all they can handle. And you just never know how these things end up working out. CBS again, where you can tune in this monster SEC battle. Clemson and Georgia Tech, they are together on the ABC network, and that's a 3.30 Death Valley time kick. Ohio State tries to rebound this week. On FS1, they've got the Tulsa Golden Hurricane coming in. Wake Forest is going to be playing the 0-2 Florida State Seminoles. That's an ESPN broadcast starting at 3.30 Winston-Salem time. Elsewhere in the Big 12, Kansas looks for its first win of the year. They've got the Baylor Bears coming into Lawrence this weekend. In the Pac-12, Oregon State has the Idaho Vandals coming over for a big payday. That's a mid-afternoon kick there from Corvallis. Washington State's got the USC Trojans and their interim coach coming in. That's a 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central kick on Fox, by the way. The Georgia Southern Eagles get after that you-know-what. They're going to be trying to get after Sam Pittman's Arkansas Razorbacks. The Hogs, ranked number 20, have Georgia Southern. That is an SEC Network kick starting at 4 Eastern, 3 o'clock Arkansas time. The Memphis Tigers and the Mississippi State Bulldogs, they have a contest from the Liberty Bowl that kicks at 4 Eastern, 3 o'clock Bill Street time on ESPN2. Mississippi State currently enjoys a 12-game winning streak over the U of M. Brainiac Bowl in Durham, Duke and Northwestern on the ACC Network kicking at 4 Eastern, 3 Central. The Cal Golden Bears try to get back in the win column. Cal and Sacramento State with a 4 o'clock Eastern kick on the Berkeley campus. Washington, the Huskies, they haven't had the best of starts. They've got a team from right here in the south traveling all the way out there to the Apple State. as I guess that's their nickname. Pac-12 Network's got Washington and the Arkansas State Red Wolf Indians. And Butch Jones tries to get back to the win column after a tough loss to the Memphis Tigers there in northeast Arkansas last weekend. Marshall and East Carolina, kind of a battle of old teams who've often been in the same conference. That's a 7, or rather 6, Eastern 5 o'clock kick there from West Virginia. Liberty's got Old Dominion in a battle of Virginia schools. That's a late afternoon kick. A great game on ESPN in prime time, 7 Eastern, 6 o'clock Central. It's the number two Georgia Bulldogs and Shane Beamer in his resurgent South Carolina Gamecocks. Last time the Garnet and Black was in between the hedges, they pulled out a big shocker over Kirby Smart's team. That was back in 2019. Texas Tech's out of conference this weekend. Red Raiders have FIU coming in for a primetime matchup. A battle in the hub city of Hattiesburg as the Southern Miss Golden Eagles have the boys from the Wiregrass and a battle of CUSA versus Sunbelt. It's the Troy Trojans and Southern Miss. Houston and Grambling have an intriguing intriguing matchup there in Space City. 7 o'clock Eastern is the kick there from the UH campus. Also, USF has HBCU Florida A&M coming into Tampa for a game this weekend. Penn State and Auburn, that is the primetime game on ABC. I'm going to tell you more about it in the following segment. Brian Harson, coach of Auburn, talks about this battle. His number 22 War Eagle Plainsman go up to Happy Valley to take on James Franklin's number 10 Penn State Nittany Lions. 
The rivalry game between North Carolina and Virginia renews the ACC networks where you can tune in and see this one. LSU's out of conference. Ed Orgeron's team's got the Chippewas of Central Mission. Michigan coming down to Baton Rouge. SEC Network's got this one. Furman and NC State get together in the Dick Sheridan Bowl. ESPN3's got this one from Carter Finley. Utah State's at Air Force this weekend. Tulane and the University of Mississippi get together at Vault Hemingway Stadium. ESPN2's got this one. Upset alert there. Watch for Tulane to give Matt Corral, Lane Kiffin, and company all they can handle. 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Central from the Grove. Another Brainiac Bowl goes on in Music City. Vanderbilt's got Stanford coming in. Stanford, the Trojan winners from last week. Vanderbilt, the winners over the Colorado State Rams last week. ESPNU's where you can see this battle from Music City. Rice and Texas in an old Southwest Conference battle. They renew their battle on the Longhorn Network at 8 Eastern, 7 Central. How about Deion Sanders? He and his Jackson State Tigers pack their bags, head just over about an hour away to Monroe, Louisiana, where UL Monroe, the Warhawks, host the Jackson State Tigers and that's an 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Northeast Louisiana time kick. USA South Alabama's got Alcorn State in for a Saturday night affair. South Carolina State out of the MEAC. They're all the way out in Corvallis, or not Corvallis, they're all the way out in, uh, da, 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 I should know the name of the town, New Mexico State. The Aggies have SC State this weekend. Oklahoma State's at Boise State primetime Saturday night. You also have BYU hosting Arizona State in a top 25 affair between those two. UNLV's got Iowa State all the way out in Sin City on CBS Sports Network. That's a late kick Saturday evening. Also, Fresno State's at UCLA. San Jose State is at Hawaii. And that is a breakdown of the various college football games going on Saturday across the landscape of college football. It ought to be awesome. You know what? It will be awesome. When the Y'all Kickoff Show comes back, we're going to hear from Brian Harson, head coach of the Auburn Tigers, as Auburn gets ready to face off against Penn State, the Nittany Lions ranked number 10 in the country. We'll also hear from Matt Hermans. He is our Big 12 insider, and he talks about the new additions to the conference. Oh, and he's not too excited about it. All that is ahead. Plus, don't forget, General Gridiron is coming up a little bit later on this, the Y'all Kickoff Show. You know, there are some people in the South that really don't like the Auburn Tigers, but you know what? You got to put that hatred in the back burner because this weekend, those East Alabama orange and blue wearing football warriors have Southern pride on the line because Brian Harson's ball club heads all the way up to Happy Valley for a big game against number 10. 
Penn State. So, go Tigers. Hey, we are, and that's the Auburn Tigers, by the way, Coach Ed Orgeron. Hey, it's the Y'all Kickoff Show. Hope y'all are doing great. And War Eagle, Auburn, best of luck as you've got the whole South pulling for you. Maybe not necessarily in Tuscaloosa, but that's okay. It's Auburn and Penn State, one of the great games of this college football weekend. And, man, what an opportunity, Brian Harson. You know, not a lot has been said about this guy. He's still kind of unproven since Auburn's not started SEC play as of yet. But the whole country can tune in and see number 22 Auburn and this top 10 Penn State team. 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central, and ABC has this battle from Happy Valley. We're going to hear from Brian Harson in just a second. But what an opportunity, again, for Harson to shock the world here with his Auburn team's visit to a place that, honestly, Auburn and really no Southern teams go up north and play all that much. In fact, I remember, and, and Alabama fans for sure remember the few times that Alabama and Penn State have gotten together, and it's been pretty cool to see that. As you, I know that was the first time I ever saw Penn State's yellow end zone they have the the goal line is is yellow and i don't know if it's still that way or not because i don't really tune in and see penn state football all that often but alabama had a pretty good little thing going with penn state for a while back in the paterno days but it's the first time this year that auburn will be playing at a big 10 program you got to go all the way back to 1931 when auburn was a member of the southern conference and technically i'm I'm assuming Auburn in 1931 was called the API, Alabama Polytechnic Institute. Auburn that year under head coach Chet Wynn finished 5-3-1. They were 3-3 three and three in the Southern Conference. And one of the games they had that year, they went all the way to Camp Randall and played the Wisconsin Badgers. And it was a 7-7 tie on October 10th of 1931. And Auburn ended up having a tie going all the way up north and walked out of there like they kissed their sister. They did have a big win the following week, got a 13 nothing win over a very good Georgia Tech field, a, 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 J, a Georgia Tech game, a Georgia Tech program in a game played at Grant Field in Atlanta. That was a big game. They also got, hey, congratulations to Coach Wynn. His Auburn Tigers in 1931 defeated Spring Hill. I wonder if that school's based in uh, Murray County in Middle Tennessee, they beat Spring Hill that year 27-7. Now, Spring Hill represents Spring Hill College in Mobile, Alabama. The Badgers. The Badgers have not played football since 1941, in case you're wondering. (laughs) Auburn also that year defeated Sewanee. They did lose to Georgia, but they did beat the South Carolina Gamecocks 13-6 in their final game of that season played at the Crampton Bowl in Montgomery. But some... Some good history of Auburn football, again, back in 1931, going all the way up to Wisconsin and losing that battle, or not losing, just tying. It's kind of a loss. I mean, because I'm glad ties don't exist anymore in college football, aren't you? Yes. So Auburn now, 90 years later, pack their bags and go back to Big Ten country as they're going to be facing off against the Penn State Nittany Lions this year, and we've got audio from Auburn's head coach, Brian Harson. Again, this is his first year, former Boise State coach, a guy who's never really spent any time in the entire South. He's now coaching one of the South's premier institutions, and it's the Auburn Tigers with a little Southern pride on the line when they go to Happy Valley and take on Penn State. Here's Coach Harson talking this week about that matchup. Yeah, it's not like 
we got to throw a cape on now and start doing things completely different. Just, just be better than you were the week before. Have a better process. That's really what it should be every single week. And some guys will do it, uh, but the biggest, the biggest thing is is just the the distractions that come with, um, you know, playing on the road, playing in a game like we're going to play. Um, I think there's a lot of positive things around the game that we all can enjoy and, and uh, you know, know that it's a part of just, just having a, a great challenge on Saturday. But it, it comes down to the maturity of our team, the leadership of our team. And our coaches will, will continue to talk to our players about it. We just, you know, we need, we need everybody uh, in this circle on this team just to be locked into what we know is the most important thing. Coach Brian Harson of the Auburn Tigers. Again, the primetime matchup is on ABC featuring his Tigers and the Nittany Lions from Happy Valley. On Tuesdays, we get a chance to talk to Matt Hermans. He is the Big 12 and barbecue barrister of the Y'all Show. And we're going to go back to our show from earlier in the week here on this, the Y'all Kickoff Show. And Matt Hermans talked about how the Big 12, a conference he knows a lot about, have extended invitations to UCF. They've extended an invitation to the Cincinnati Bearcats, also to the Houston Cougars and the BYU Cougars as they try to replace the departure of Oklahoma and the Texas Longhorns. Matt Hermans weighed in on that. For a moment, let's hear our Big 12 barrister, Matt Hermans, discussing the additions that's just happened in the last few days of these four schools and if that's going to make the Big 12 even bigger none of those of course are a replacement for oklahoma or texas all right i wanted to hear you say that <laughs> they're not not even not nowhere nowhere close all four of them that, combined don't equal one of no, those right not not even not even a not even a piece of one so uh the best get <laughs> and the really the only the only get to be quite honest is byu and that's a that is a program that is it's a big time program um we know it's unique obviously it's connected to the church of latter-day saints so they have they have kind of a unique uh, thing going on there but as far as facilities and fan support and stadium and and um you know even history to a large degree it's a big it's a big time football program and and they they do have a following and they do get uh, a lot of viewers across country so byu is a good get um for the big 12 the rest are, are really not but someone had to come right they did have to come. Matt Hermans again, our Big 12 barrister, and that was his thoughts on those new additions to the Big 12 in the last few days as that conference has seen UCF, Cincinnati, Houston, and BYU all accept the nod to come on over and join the Big 12. You know what? We invite you to stick through the break because after this timeout, General Gridiron, Field Marshal of Football Foretelling, is going to be coming on with his humorous take at the weekend's big games. You don't want to miss it as the Y'all Kickoff Show continues. Welcome into the bunker of General Gridiron, Field Marshal of Football Forecasting. We're about to map out the way this college football weekend is going to go. 
Will your favorite team be marching to victory, or will the enemy be taking your battle flag? The leaves are starting to fall, cotton's ready for picking, and the action on the battlefields of pigskin glory are really starting to heat up in this third weekend of gridiron greatness. So grab your helmet and man those battle stations. We're ready for another round of General Gridiron's football foretelling. Virginia Tech at West Virginia. The Diamond Trophy is up for grabs high noon Saturday when Hokie Bird of the ACC squats down at midfield of Milan Pusker. The Mountain Men have grandiose plans of calling VT Conference brethren again one day, but right now WVU's relegated to be that Big 12 team not in Big 12 country. Justin Fuente's Batlin Birds are off to a great start and a number 15 ranking as this Appalachian border war commences. The Hatfields, Virginia Tech, and the McCoys, the Coonskin Capwearing Nears, will each leave it on the field for this FS1 special. And the team with the least carnage will be the Generals Victor, Virginia Tech. South Carolina at Georgia. Each season when these SEC East foes clash, the good folks in Augusta, Georgia and North Augusta, South Carolina make the most of the Savannah River Divide. The 27th Annual Border Bash is a seven-hour-long Friday afternoon and evening massive benefit at the Augusta Green Jackets Minor League Baseball Park. After partying there Friday, you can then stumble on over to Athens for game day fun on Saturday. No need for first-year coach Shane Beamer and his Columbia Poultry Company to stop by the Border Bash on their way to play between the hedges. Cocky is flying high at 2-0, but the number two ankle biters are going to bring the bash down to earth, and the only bash in Athens will be Uga's bashing of the folks from that east side of the savannah. The Generals, Victor, Georgia. Nebraska at Oklahoma. For the first time in a dozen years, these old Big 8, then Big 12 foes, go against each other at their respective home stadium. For so many years, this rivalry had a big old say in how the national championship, and oftentimes the Heisman race, went down. This 2021 contest in Norman ain't exactly set up for that kind of 1950s, 60s, or 1970s drama. That's because of the embarrassingly sad way NU has devolved in the past two decades. The home team's not going to feel the need to wax nostalgic when the corn shuckers do show up. Watch for Spencer to rattle the red and be cheering on OU's second string most of this one. The Generals, Victor, Oklahoma. Northwestern at Duke. The supposed brain trust of Tobacco Road will have a study session with the nerds of Northwestern. This one won't actually go down at the Duke University Libraries. A study spot even quieter, Wallace Wade Stadium is the site for this one. Both the Cats and the Devils are 1-1 one one as Week 3 unfolds. Clemson transfer Hunter Johnson takes the Northsider South with his dang strong arm, and Duke's going to have a devil of a time trying to stop Johnson and that purple offensive assault. The Generals' victor, Northwestern. Mississippi State at Memphis. Tiger High gets to play host to one of them SEC schools. We know from history that Memphis has a proud history of knocking off the Tennessees and Mississippis when they show up in Midtown. It's been 10 years since Team Bully rang its cowbells against Memphis, State's on a 12-game win streak over the U of M, and Mike Leach's maroon cotton pickers want to keep their bins full. But the home team's honoring arguably its greatest player Saturday afternoon, new Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce. And with number 83 in the house, Pouncer's definitely going to pounce on the mighty SEC. The Generals' victor, Memphis. Still to come on this week's college football forecast, two longtime ACC rivals tussle in Tigertown, Georgia Tech's at Clemson. Also for the first time in a decade, the number one Crimson Tide flood the swamp. 
Who's going to win this battle of SEC Giants? Keep it here. General Gridiron will be right back with the big reveal. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. We're planning a trip to Spain later this year. But our Spanish is... It's pretty bad. (laughs) (laughs) When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. Babbel's conversation-based method teaches you real-life words and phrases. And with Babbel's interactive bite-sized lessons, you'll remember what you learned. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? No matter your learning style or experience level, Babbel has lessons designed for you that will get you speaking quickly and confidently. I tried learning Spanish before, but I couldn't stick with it until I found Babbel. There's no easier way to learn another language. Ahora hablamos español. He just said, now we speak Spanish. I can't wait to use our new language skills on our upcoming adventures. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Howdy, soldiers. This is General Gridiron back with you. Each week, this fabulous football forecast is heard on some of the finest radio stations all over the land of cotton, including in Bardstown, Kentucky, WBRT FM 97.1, serving Central Kentucky for over 60 years, and Fox Sports Arkansas, KWPS FM 99.7 in Hot Springs, Arkansas. We appreciate all of our radio affiliates. Now, let's get back into the football fight. Auburn at Penn State. What a cool primetime ABC contest we got here. Happy Valley and the Plains. And now over 105,000 fans ought to be in the stands when this rare Big Ten SEC clash happens. Auburn goes to Yankee land as the nation's number 22 football program, but it will take every feather in the War Eagles' backside to pull an upset against a seemingly hot number 10 Nittany Lion horde. Sean Clifford, Jahan Dotson, and Noah Kane will drive the unsweet T-Lovers offense as Albies' defense is going to be as slow as sweet tea or molasses. <laughs> the Generals' victor, Penn State. Virginia at North Carolina. The rivalry game known as South's oldest rivalry is a dang good rivalry. These two conference brethren have skirmished a total of 125 times since 1892, with the Baby Blue Bunch edging out a 62-58 and four ties series lead. Cavman gallops inside Keenan Stadium, confident his 2-0 gritters can enjoy the same kind of thumping over Ramesses his fellow Virginians enjoyed on opening weekend. But bad news, who's? Mac Brown and Sam Howell are now singing in harmony, and that's some sweet noise for the number 21 messy feet. The Generals' victor? North Carolina. Oklahoma State at Boise State. Pistol Pete's going to do his best at uncorking a bronc Saturday night on FS1. This Wild West shootout actually goes down in the Wild West on the blue proving ground of 36,000-seat Albertson Stadium. The home team's going to be ready to rock and roll the Big 12 pokes when they climb in the saddle. Under first-year head coach Andy Avalos, the Mountain West equine have a lot of improving to do, and they're not going to be magically broken in come this Saturday night thrill ride. 
The Generals Victor, Oklahoma State. Georgia Tech at Clemson. There are few schools Clemson goes up against that they don't have a sizable lead in the all-time meetings. In this pairing, it's the pesky waspers from the ATL that enjoy a 50-33 and two ties lead over that South Carolina Ag School. Jeff Collins' wreck rambles up I-85 for this short journey of a whooping. The Model A Tech's guiding is stuck in reverse. Meanwhile, Dabo's Pauls are in the fast lane and back in overdrive, heading toward a seventh straight ACC title. This one ain't going to be close in Death Valley. The Generals victor, Clemson. Alabama at Florida. The Tide's back in the swamp for the first time since 2011. This SEC on CBS debut is going to make Brad Nessler tear up with emotion for sure. Alabama's number one in the nation, and the home team Swamp Lizards ain't too ugly at number 11. Bryce Young's athletic ability, coupled with the Sabinators' coaching genius, should be more than enough for the defending national champs to get out of Gainesville victorious. But you don't count out UF at home and just how crazy games there can get. Talk to LSU about that shoe. Watch for this one to be super close and for Big Al to witness something rare. The Generals' victor, Florida in an upset. Well, those 10 bowl picks are sure to keep you on the edge of the Lazy Boy all day Saturday, but hang on to your helmet. There's more around the corner. We'll be back in a moment to wrap up this week's General Gridiron with our Rapid Fire Picks. If you're worried about your borderline blood pressure, hear how others are taking charge with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. Garlic works safely and naturally to support my blood pressure. Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula has a custom blend of garlic vitamins and minerals, so you know it works. No garlic taste, no garlic breath. Take charge of your blood pressure with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The term natural reference is only the garlic in the product. Use as directed. This is General Gridiron back with you. We've already maneuvered through this weekend's frontline college football showdowns. Now it's time to fix bayonets and storm the field with our rapid fire football forecast. Mississippi rolls past Tulane. Texas rebounds against Rice. USC steps on Washington State. Michigan State embarrasses Miami. Texas A&M nixes New Mexico. UCLA tops Fresno State. Cincinnati claws Indiana. Coastal Carolina runs over Buffalo. Giant Killers Jacksonville State, what a win. They tomahawk chop North Alabama. Stanford outsmarts Vanderbilt. Missouri gets its sense of direction against Southeast Missouri. Tennessee topples Tennessee Tech. Boston College bamboozles Temple. Purdue shocks Notre Dame. Ohio State comes back against Tulsa. BYU licks Arizona State. Wake Forest drops Florida State to 0-3. Baylor bombs Kansas. Oregon State obliterates Idaho. And an impressive number 20 Arkansas hog ties Georgia Southern. Well, troops, you can now put your swords back in their scabbards. We're all out of picks on this week's edition of General Gridiron. We'll be back again next week. Same General Gridiron time, same General Gridiron station. So don't forget to tune us in on the radio. This is John Rawl, the General of Gridiron Glory, thanking you for letting me be part of your weekend fun. General Gridiron is a production of Y'all. For more, log on to y'all.com, the South's homepage. That'll be all, y'all. 
Thank you, General, for that great analysis of the weekend's big games. We've got one more segment of this Y'all Kickoff Show, and we're going to take another quick glance at the big games of the weekend and also tell you about some FCS matchups across the nation. All that ahead as the Y'all Kickoff Show wraps up after this. Y'all kickoff show final segment and those North Carolina Tar Heels with a big battle on the ACC network in prime time from Keenan Stadium. It's the Heels ranked number 21 in the country and the Virginia Cavaliers and their old rivalry game renewed in the ACC. Other top 25 battles as we wrap up this y'all kickoff show getting you ready for college football's third weekend. Big game to start out today, a blast from the past. It's the Nebraska Cornhuskers at Memorial Stadium in Norman to take on the number three Oklahoma Sooners. A&M, they battle at Kyle Field against the Lobos of New Mexico. The number eight team in the country, Cincinnati, doesn't have to go all that far, but they do have to go to Bloomington. IU and Cincinnati are the ESPN high noon kick. Virginia Tech's ranked number 15. The Hokie Birds will be in Morgantown, West Virginia, to take on the Big 12's West Virginia Mountaineers. That's your early game on FS1. The number 16 team in the country, Jamie Chadwell's Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. They're all the way up in Yankee land this weekend, taking on the Buffalo Bulls. That's a noon Eastern kick on ESPN2. The Miami Hurricanes, they're barely hanging on. And in the top 25 upset alert here, the Michigan State Spartans will be battling the U at Hard Rock Stadium. ABC's got this one at 12 noon Eastern. Michigan, they've climbed into the top 25. And the Wolverines have Northern Illinois coming in for a Big Ten Network high noon Eastern kick. Purdue and Notre Dame, they battle over on NBC starting at 2.30 Eastern. And this from Notre Dame Stadium, this battle of teams based in Indiana. The CBS special here, the SEC on CBS first game of the year, features the number one Crimson Tide traveling to the swamp. Number 11, Florida, awaits there at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. This is a 3.30 Gainesville time kick on CBS. Iowa, they are hot. They're ranked number five. They defeated their rivals from right there in the state of Iowa last week. They've got Kent State coming into Kinnick Stadium for a battle this weekend. That's a Big Ten Network 3.30 Eastern kick. Georgia Tech and Clemson, ACC rivals. They get together on ABC starting at 3.30 on Saturday afternoon. Ohio State looks to rebound. They've got the Tulsa Golden Hurricane blowing into Ohio Stadium. FS1 is where you'll see this one kick at 3.30. The Razorbacks of Arkansas climbed into the top 25. The number 20 Hogs have Georgia Southern coming into Razorback Stadium for a 4 Eastern, 3 o'clock Fayetteville time kick on the SEC Network. Between the hedges on Saturday night, you got the Georgia Bulldogs ranked number two and the Beamer Gamecocks coming in 2-0. and This ought to be good on ESPN, 7 o'clock Athens time kick. Oregon, the Ducks, after their big win at Ohio State, they've got Stony Brook coming into Alton Stadium. 
This is a 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 kick on the Pac-12 network. That battle we've been telling you about between Auburn and Penn State goes down on ABC at 7.30 Eastern from Happy Valley. That Virginia-North Carolina game, ACC Network, 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central kick there in Chapel Hill. At the University of Mississippi, they got the Tulane Green Wave rolling into town. Vaughn-Hemingway Stadium is the host stadium. ESPN 2 is where you'll see this one kicking at 8 Eastern, 7 o'clock Grove time. BYU, after their big win over Utah last week, the Cougs have Arizona State coming into Lavelle Edwards Stadium. This game's going to be your primetime, late primetime game, mostly, on ESPN. You have Iowa State trying to rebound. They're all the way out at Vegas this week, taking on the Rebels of UNLV. This is a CBS Sports Network kick at 10.30 Eastern, 9.30 Vegas strip time. And lastly, in the top 25, how about Chip Kelly's UCLA Bruins? They've got Fresno State coming in for a non-conference battle at the Rose Bowl. This is a Pac-12 Network kick starting at 10.45 Eastern, 9.45 Central. And lastly, a couple of FCS games for you to maybe tune in and see some good stuff going on. Colgate's got the tribe of William & Mary this weekend. How about this Ivy League school welcoming in the Southern Conference's VMI? The Keydets march all the way up to New York where they'll be taking on the Big Red of Cornell. The Sanford Bulldogs look pretty good. They've got their SoCon opener in Cullowee against the Western Carolina Catamounts this weekend. Morehead State's at the Austin P. Govs this weekend. HBCU battle in the Music City. The Tennessee State Tigers and Eddie George have Kentucky State coming down from Frankfurt. Elsewhere, you've got the Presbyterian Blue Hose and their very good quarterback who throws lots of touchdowns. They're at the Campbell Fighting Camels this weekend. Lamar's at Christian McCaffrey's daddy's place this weekend. The Lamar Cardinals taking on UNC. That would be the University of Northern Colorado. The Richmond Spiders and Villanova have a good CAA battle going on. Charleston Southern is looking pretty good. Want to know start for the Bucks? They've got Monmouth, the defending Big South champs, coming to North Charleston this weekend. Kennesaw State's got a good non-conference battle. The Owls will be in Spartanburg to visit the, the Wofford Terriers. North Dakota State, the dynasty of FCS, the Bison are going to be in the South. They're in Maryland this weekend, taking on the Towson Tigers. Battle of Arkansas, UAPBs at Central Arkansas. Indiana State visits Eastern Kentucky this weekend. The North Alabama Lions are at Jacksonville State. The FSU Killers there in Jacksonville, Alabama. Illinois State's at Eastern Illinois. UT Martin plays at Northwestern State. McNeese State is at Southern. Second week in a row, the Cowboys of McNeese are playing in Baton Rouge. How about this team's name? The University of Texas of the Permian Basin, UT PB is at Abilene Christian this weekend. Delaware State's going to be in Johnson City to take on the Vanderbilt Commodore Killers. ETSU host the Delaware State Hornets. And lastly, I love the name of this team, the Dixie State. Uh, I forgot what their nickname is. Dixie State, they're new to FCS this year. Dixie State is taking on the Aggies of UC Davis. That's the team that beat Tulsa just a few weeks back. And that's your lineup of all the college football fun here for this third week of college football. The season, my friends, is going by extra, extra quick. And we here at the Y'all Kickoff Show are doing our best to get you covered of what all's going on. And we'll do it again next week when we have, believe it or not, our fourth week of coverage of the Y'all Kickoff Show. Enjoy all your games, and we'll see you back here for more of the Y'all Kickoff Show.
The weekend is here. We are the Y'all Show. Get your party mode ready to go, y'all. Here's David Lee Murphy. She couldn't keep from crying when she told me goodbye. But I knew the Lord, it was breaking her heart that she was breaking mine. So for the sake of her feelings and the sake of my pride, I told her not to worry about me. So I'm sitting here soaking up the neon lights, misery looking for some company. And tonight I'm looking for a party crowd, slamming them back and laughing out loud with the smoke so thick, the blues can't hang around. With the jukebox jumping like it just don't care If they're dancing over here or fighting over there I'm making the rounds looking for a party crowd It'll dawn on me tomorrow Wherever I wake up I'll look back and try to recall Where the heck's my truck so take my keys and lock them up tight Let the good times flow And I worry about tomorrow when it comes to light The night's still young and I'm on the road tonight I'm looking for a party cry Slamming them back and laughing out loud Where the smoke's so thick The blues can't hang around with the jukebox jumping like it just don't care If they're dancing over here I'm fighting over there I'm making the rounds Looking for a party crowd If you're not in the mood to party And you're not having a good time hearing songs like Party Crowd I gotta find out if you even have a funny bone in your body Come on now Put a big smile on. It's the weekend. Let me hear from all y'all. Sing along. And laughing out loud where the smoke's so thick, the blues can hang around. A little bit louder. With the jukebox jumping like it just don't care if they're dancing over here or fighting over there. I'm making the rounds. Looking for a party crowd. The party crowd is right here, y'all. I'm looking for a party crowd. Slamming them back and laughing out loud where the smoke's so thick. The blues can't hang around. It is the y'all show. It is the end of the week. Oh, we're having so much fun and we hope you have a big, big weekend all laid out in front of you of fun things to do. Maybe watch some stuff on TV. Maybe, just maybe, a little bit of yard work in preparation for all those leaves that are, oh, if they haven't started, they will soon start cluttering your yard. And I know that's a big task for all you homeowners over the next couple of weeks here. But, boy, those trees, they will be turning if they haven't started already any day now. And that's always a beautiful sign, the, the signs 
of fall. My name's John Rawl. This is The Y'all Show, broadcasting on awesome radio stations across the South, also available in podcast form all over the world. You can listen to us on the TuneIn app. Also, you can listen to us on the iHeart app and Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and we're at y'all.com. We're continuing on with the fun. This is the section of our show each week we like to call the Friday Free for Y'all. We started off with a little DLM party crowd to kind of set the stage, get you in a little bit of a fun mood. We want you to enjoy. When you listen to the show, it's not supposed to be painful. It's supposed to be a relief. It's supposed to take you away from all the stress that you've been going through all day, all night, and all week. And here on the Y'all Show, we do our best to tell you about what's going to make you feel good, and we're going to do it with a little bit of a southern accent. So that's why we're here. Now, as we continue on with this Friday Free for Y'all, we want to keep our friends in the South in mind. And the folks in the South that most need to be in all of our thoughts and prayers right now are the good folks of the Pelican State. They've been hit hard over the last couple of weeks. First, you had Hurricane Ida come through and devastate portions of South Louisiana. Homa really got hit hard. Then you've had in just the last couple of hours and days the latest hurricane-turned-tropical storm, and that was Nicholas, and it's caused even more problems, flooding and more in Texas, Louisiana, as it's pushed eastward into Mississippi, Alabama, and Florida over the last few days. But Louisiana continues to have power outages and having a tough time. And with Louisiana, one of our great southern states, one of the 16 that we feature here on the Y'all Show, and at y'all.com, the South's homepage. With that state in mind, we thought we would make all of us across the South just a little bit more cheerful. And one way to do that is to tell you about one of the great things that come out of Louisiana, and it's music. Yeah, we know about Louisiana's wildlife, the sportsman's paradise, I believe is their nickname. We know about their great food. We know about all the great talent that comes out of the Pelican State. But what about the music? And I know some of you might be familiar with the Cajun-style music that comes out of Louisiana, but I'm going to take a few minutes and promote Zydeco music. It is a music that that was evolved out of southwest Louisiana by the French Creole speakers, and there they blended their music with the combination of blues, rhythm and blues, and the music that was indigenous to the Louisiana Creoles and American Indians of Louisiana. And this is a distinct form of Cajun music, Zydeco music. And we've got a really cool song that we're going to play for you in just a second. But the origin of the word Zydeco remains to be a mystery. One theory is that word derives from the French phrase, Le Hercoe ne non pas salé, which when spoken in Louisiana French, sounds like uh, sounds like Zydeco. <laughs> I'm not very good at French, nor am I good at Louisiana French. But the translation is, the snap beans aren't salty. Hmm, what in the world does that have to do with Zydeco? Or what, what's, how does that translate over to music? Not really sure, but some of the greats of Zydeco through the years, Clifton Chenaw, a Louisiana-French-speaking native of Leonville, Louisiana, and he was a great, great Grammy-winning Zydeco artist. And there's not all that many 
who continued to play Zydeco in Louisiana. There's honestly not all that many Cajun acts. I love Cajun music. It's fun. It's just really cool. But today, we're going to tell you more about Zydeco. And in an effort to do that, I found the website Ranker.com. They've got a listing of the best Zydeco songs. As Zydeco again brings in various styles, including a little bit of a maybe a jazz influence as well thrown into the mix. Zydeco, of course, born on the bayou, and neighbors would gather to play, and they'd have all kind of instruments, spoons, scrub boards, accordions, and more to help make what this style of music is. The best Zydeco songs are the classics, and that's what this article brings out. Songs like Boozoo Chavis's Paper in My Shoe, Bo Jacques' Cornbread, and more. How about this song, Zydeco Saint Pas Salé? I have no idea what that translates to, but it sounds good. Ranker.com has taken the time to rank some great Zydeco songs, and I'm going to play one of these top five songs in a second. I would venture to say the most I guess famous of the Zydeco songs they've got listed is Don't Mess With My Toot Toot. That was actually on country music radio back in the 1980s. I think it was a top 30 song by Rockin' Sydney. I still remember the name. That song comes in at number four. Coming in at number five on this ranker list of great Zydeco songs, Where the Pretty Women At. (laughs) I need to listen to that one. Little Nathan, the artist on that one. A song that comes in three is what I'm going to play, so we'll skip that that one. Number two is that aforementioned Paper in My Shoe. It's at number two. And number one on the list of Zydeco songs, Yaya. I don't know which artist they've got credited with the rendition of Yaya, but it's number one on Ranker.com's best Zydeco list. The song at number three, the one I'm going to play here in a second, is They Stole My Chicken from Keith Frank. Keith Frank is about 49 years old now, a great accordion player, and he's based in Louisiana, of course. He records on Soulwood Records, and he started the band, the Solo Zydeco Band, back in 1990, and was active for a long time. Keith Frank is the son of accordion player Preston Frank, and he's had a bunch of albums of his own, starting way back in 1994 with What's His Name? His most recent album was Return of the King on Soulwood Records. That was out a few years back. And he's got this song, according to Ranker.com, that's the third most, or third best Zydeco song, according to their site. They Stole My Chicken. (laughs) I'm going to play They Stole My Chicken, but let me tell you one great quote from Keith Frank. And his quote was, If you take away the Zydeco... It's our culture that pays the cost. Again, this great music forum that has its roots there in the south of Louisiana, and it combines the cultures, the black, the French, the American Indian cultures all into one, and that great French language presence as well is why Zydeco and Cajun music are two of the great southern music forums. And here on today's Y'all Show, in an effort to, again, lift our heads up to be somewhat thankful but also mindful of what 
the folks down on the Louisiana bayous are having to go through with all these hurricanes, not just this year. They had a rough go of it in 2022. And artists like Keith Frank and his Zydeco music, they help in a big way put a maybe a positive spin, a little bit of a happy spin on things. And that's why when you hear the rooster crow, there you go. You get a little smile on your face because Zydeco will do that to you. Here is Louisiana's Keith Frank and his Zydeco classic. They stole my chicken here on Y'all Talk with a Southern Exit. one of Ranker.com's best Zydeco songs. Keith Franken, They Stole My Chicken. All right, what do you think? Stole my chicken. Hmm, don't want to have that happen. I would hate to be the person that gets caught stealing anybody's chicken in South Louisiana. By the way, Keith Frank's got a Facebook page if you want to go check out more on this act and Perhaps they'll be coming to a town or bayou near you. Keith Frank and the Solo Zydeco Band. That's S-O-I-L-E-A-U. And if I completely butchered that, I'm not an expert on French Cajun. Sorry, uh, or Louisiana French or Louisiana Cajun or whatever the term is. I'm I'm one of those non-Louisianans uh, and, and non-Cajuns too. That is the Facebook page, and it's got some good stuff there, so check it out. Keith Frank and the Solo Zydeco Band. How about that? Hopefully that brought a little cheer to your face here on the Y'all Show. We will wrap up this Y'all Show's second hour in just a few minutes. we got Craig Faulkner coming by. He does our fishing forecast. Craig Faulkner has been down and out. He needs a little Zydeco music to pump him up. He's been battling a little little virus that's been going on he's getting better though but we're going to go rewind a few weeks back for his fishing forecasts for this week an encore from craig faulkner we got more headlines and a look at movies before this second hour of the y'all show is in the book stay tuned asthma symptoms can attack anywhere like on a city street 
Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Southern accent getting you ready for the weekend. I'm John Rawl. This is the Y'all Show. We're pushing towards the middle of August, and for some of you, it's still a chance to take a break away from hitting the fishing holes and hunting grounds of the South. But you better be prepared. And to help you get prepared for the fall and what's going on beyond that is our fishing forecast that we put right here. And Craig Faulkner is the man behind the fishing forecast. And Craig, back on with us today. Hello, Craig. How are you today, John? I am doing great. And you must be, is this kind of a vacation for people like you right now? As far as uh, a fishing vacation, you know, I'm abstaining from fishing right now. Uh, I will tell you this, though. Uh, I've heard some uh, big catfish being caught out of the Tennessee River here recently and hmm. in other locations, too. I'm just not a big fan of uh, catfishing myself, but uh, but anyway, a lot of people are, and uh, if I were going to go after some fish right now, it's probably uh, be best chances would be catfish, or if I was going to go fishing, best chances would be some uh, moving water, yeah. hopefully a river system, right. because these uh, lakes and uh, that don't have current in them, uh, and, and in ponds also, uh, the dissolved uh, oxygen in the water is really depleted this time of year, and uh, and especially in these calm summer, hot, still days, there's uh, the water. The fish just get so lethargic because the oxygen's down in the water, and uh, so, like I said, unless you've got a, a stream or a creek or a river system water moving. Uh, or get below a dam. That's one thing I'd suggest this time of year uh, is fishing below a dam when they're generating because uh, that really adds a lot of oxygen to the water and a lot of bait fish will be up there and game fish will be feeding. But uh, anyway, those are my suggestions right now if you are going to go fishing. Well, you were talking about those big, gigantic catfish that we've all seen pictures. Maybe some of you out there have actually reeled one of those things in before the south and its big rivers have a lot of these massive catfish out there available to catch if you have the courage to to reel one up are those the kind of fish you want to eat no no uh 
I, I wouldn't eat a catfish if it was any bigger than probably uh, six or seven pounds. And I really would like them smaller than that. I'd really have like uh, what we used to call fiddlers <laughs> because they're, uh, you know, smaller catfish right there around a, a pound, pound and a half or so. But uh, now th- those big catfish, uh, they're not good to eat. They, uh, they gain a lot of fat the older they get. So the flesh is real fatty. I see. And uh, now they're not good to eat. They, people just catch them for sport, uh, you know, uh, most of the really big ones are normally uh, blue cats. Blue cats get the biggest. Uh, now I've heard of people eating uh, flatheads that get pretty big, but uh, I've always been a fan of channel catfish. If I was going to eat fish, Craig, since you and I last got together, I have been inspired by you. <laughs> How does that make you feel? <laughs> I'm glad I reached somebody. I have actually message. casted a fishing line out into a pond since you and I were last together. I have a young nephew who's obsessed with fishing right now, and so I was with him, and I had no idea that Zebco and the old push-button reel (laughs) is kind of like old school, and nobody uses those. And I had to get used to, because it's been some uh, 20, 30 years since I went fishing in in a, I, I, I mean, seriously, it's been probably been that long. And I had no idea about the way these these reels are, if that's even what they're called. So tell people, if they haven't been fishing lately, what's the, the norm for a fishing rod? Well, the old, uh, the old reels you're talking about are called uh, closed-faced. In other words, they've got a complete cover on them. And the push-button closed-faced reels are... Uh, it's how I started my kids off and my grandkids off because... Uh, they're pretty easy to function, and there's uh, not much room for error and uh, line entanglement. Uh, moving forward from those, uh, I graduated to, it's called an open-face spinning reel. It's got mm-hmm. a bail on it that you flip, you know, hold the uh, line with your index finger, throw it and release the line with your index finger. And the other type reel would be a... Uh, open-faced uh, bait casting reel and you have to it, put your thumb on it it's got like a bar that goes across and you have to when you cast it you gotta use the tension and release tension with your thumb to let the line go out that's what we had okay. well, what is that called that's an open face bait casting reel an open case bait. open open face open face bait casting reel correct didn't learn that one growing up. All right. And the advantage of those things, and let me tell you the advantage since you probably know this, but just in case you didn't, you, those things go a lot further. Oh, certainly, certainly. Than your old Zebco. Yeah. And, you know, casting, uh, it's a, lot, a lot of it's got to do with the line, too. you got to have fresh line on there, and you, you don't want it too heavy. You don't want it too light. Uh, it just depends on what you're fishing for. Uh, when I'm trout fishing, and, and and crappie fishing, I fish a lot with four-pound test, <laughs> which is really light. And, and so you can throw a light lure for a good little piece. And uh, and sometimes I'll move up to six-pound. But if I'm bass fishing, I'm generally 10 to 12-pound test. And if I'm rock fishing, uh, probably about 20-pound <laughs> test. How about that? Well, another thing that, again, my 11-year-old, let me, let me say that again, 11-year-old fishing nephew teaching his 
more than 11-year-old uncle about all this fishing stuff, he switched up lures midway through the fishing exercise that he and I were a part of, and he went from some kind of worm that went in the water to some little round plastic thing that just skimmed along the top of the water. What, what was that all about? Uh, round plastic thing that skimmed along like the top. Like it didn't go down in the water whenever... It, it was a topwater bait. It was floating. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's just a topwater bait. What's the purpose of that? Well, some a lot of times fish will uh, feed on top of the water, depending on, uh, uh, you know, whether there's been a bug hatch or uh, time of day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of bugs floating on the water, and those bugs attract minnows, and those minnows attract uh, game fish. So some top water action will draw some attention certain times of the day, in particularly early in the morning, late in the evening. And uh, some of them are noise makers. Uh, some of them. This one was making some noise. Yeah, yeah. And you got uh, Zara spooks that go side what? to side. What? It's called a Zara spook. <laughs> and it uh, it goes side to side in the water, twitching. And then stop. And then you've got. Popping baits, uh, old hula popper goes way back, hmm. makes a gloop, 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 and uh, <laughs> you like it gloop. I do. I mean, who knew that Craig Faulkner was a man of many talents? I'm already giving you the title of casting director. Yeah, <laughs> I got you. Because <laughs> you know about casting. And then, and then you got uh, what's called a buzz bait, which rides on top of the water that you retrieve real fast. It's got blades on top. It looks like a spinner bait, but it's made to ride on top of the water, and it's a, the noise action uh, that attracts the uh, fish. I mean, it sounds like you're probably going for a specific kind of fish. Uh, that's a bass bait, yeah. Okay. Those are all pretty much for bass. Now, you can catch uh, rockfish and hybrids on those same fish, on the same lures uh, below dams. When they, when, when those striped bass, man, when they start popping the top of water, it's exciting. And to catch them on uh, top water is really exciting. Uh, they'll, they'll come up and start busting the water. I mean, you can hear it for 50 yards downstream. And when they start popping, boy, they are, it's electric. You, <laughs> you get in there, and bass will do the same thing when they're schooling. It's really exciting when you uh, run into that with top water bite. Well, thank you again to my nephew. Thank you to Craig Faulkner for helping me. And I represent all of y'all out there who aren't exactly fishing every single week or weekend. And this is all new to me. Who knew that it was this advanced? Here on the Y'all Show, when we talk to Craig, we're not just talking fishing. We're talking about the outdoors of the Southeast. And you mentioned recently about food plots, preparation for that. Yeah, uh, my brother and I have been spraying uh, some uh, CRP fields uh, the last two weeks, and I'm getting ready to uh, go out there and lime them, and then I'm coming back with some uh, clover for my deer field. And what is and a CRP field? Conservation Restoration Program. Okay, just throwing that out there. And so do you get, like, help when you have these CRP fields? Well, actually, I'm not getting paid on this field, but it is a CRP field, uh, well, now we got certain uh, properties that are designated CRP, and you generally have to keep them in that program for ten years without uh, without doing anything, and it's, and it's all for erosion and soil mm-hmm. buildup. Yeah. So you're the modern day kudzu, I guess. Kudzu was a bad idea, and they're going with this idea for right. erosion. 
Right. All right. Well, that's good there to know. Let me ask you a crazy question. So I got out of my car the other day, and I had the most awful smell that I had to smell, the smell <laughs> of death. And I had that smell, and I can't get rid of it. And the last time I had that smell, Craig, was about five years ago when my next-door neighbor intentionally had something in the back of his truck. He was a big outdoorsman, and he intentionally had some kind of dead animal smell or something going on that he was going to use to, I guess, use it for bait of some type. And and I'm not kidding, within a day of him having this thing parked outside the house, we had a snake that I had never seen a snake anywhere near me, and there it was outside of my house. So my question to you, are there sort of rules in place that allow you to use dead dead animals for bait or fake the, the maybe the smell of a dead animal that's not really a dead animal what what's the what did i dream this what's going on uh you kind of got me on that one john uh i don't know why somebody want to drive around with a stinking dead animal in their vehicle <laughs> well i don't think it really I don't think I, I I don't know a lot about it, but as far as you know, in terms of game hunting, are there not any kind of game you can go out and attract with carcass smell? Uh, coyotes. Okay, maybe that's yeah, what it was. Yeah, and that, that's a possibility there because uh, you can hunt coyotes year round, and you and, can do it with the smell of a dead animal. Yeah, I mean that's what they thrive off of. Uh, I don't think anybody would want to go out and shoot buzzards, but you'd draw some of them too. <laughs> well, we need some of them eliminated. There's a, well, I guess they do have a purpose. Coyotes don't really have a purpose, do they? Uh, to eat wild game. I see. The game that you're trying to the kill yourself. That, yeah, and you're trying to conserve. Yeah. 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 I I swore, tell me about this. I was driving not f- too far from where you and I are sitting, and I could have sworn what I saw the other night was not, a coyote it looked more like a gray wolf have you heard of any kind of wolves in the mid-south um land between the lakes which is uh right on the uh, tennessee kentucky border Mm -hmm. it's a big uh big big and big place uh for wolves they've actually restocked uh the red wolf okay it's lbl and they've also stopped oh land between the lakes yeah And they've also restocked uh, elk at LBL. And uh, they actually have a uh, elk uh, hunt here in uh, Tennessee uh, every year, but it's very limited. I mean, I, I don't think like four or five people are drawn for it each year. Uh, the uh, TWRA actually has a bidding service for uh, bidding on an elk hunt. They're publicizing it right now. If you go to the TWRA website, of course, you can be from anywhere in the south and still register for mm-hmm. that hunt. But, uh, yeah, they've got red wolves there. But, uh, no, not any red wolves in, in this area right here. Um, uh, I well, this one a, looked more gray to me. Yeah. And I could have sworn. And, yeah, I'm sorry. I could have sworn it was. It had more wolf-like features than a coyote feature. Yeah, and coyotes will be uh, different colors. They're not all just, you know, the same color. And there's another uh, critter, I call it a critter, is it's a, uh, a mix between a dog and a coyote. It's called a kai dog. And that's pretty rare, but uh, they do exist. And, and there's wild dogs that look similar to coyotes, too. Uh, a lot of wild dogs in the area I live in, uh, people 
come out there and release pets that were unwanted and uh, from time to time, not as bad as it used to be, but uh, and they'll run in packs sometimes, those dogs will. Man, scary. And are you allowed to kill them? I guess so. Okay. Because I know <laughs> I know as a youngster we had a couple of wild dogs kill our hogs, and boy, yeah, that was not a good day. I can understand that. That was not a good day, especially when those hogs were my pet. Oh. <laughs> they weren't out there like being raised for some kind of production. It was just kind of a pet, and, and wild dogs got the best of them. Craig, anything else today while we have you? Uh, uh if, like I said earlier, uh, if you're close to a river system or a creek, uh, if you're hitting uh, water to go fishing, find some moving water. It's going to be another uh, month before I probably venture out into the water. But, uh, good time for food plots, too. Yes, sir. Craig Faulkner and his fishing forecast here on the Y'all Show. Always good to catch up with you, and, and best of luck whatever you're doing this weekend since you're not going to be hunting and fishing. Back at you, John. All right. More of the Y'all Show Talk with a Southern Accent is coming right up. We're planning a trip to Spain later this year. But our Spanish is... It's pretty bad. (laughs) (laughs) When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. Babbel's conversation-based method teaches you real-life words and phrases. And with Babbel's interactive bite-sized lessons, you'll remember what you learned. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? No matter your learning style or experience level, Babbel has lessons designed for you that will get you speaking quickly and confidently. I tried learning Spanish before, but I couldn't stick with it until I found Babbel. There's no easier way to learn another language. Ahora hablamos español. He just said, now we speak Spanish. I can't wait to use our new language skills on our upcoming adventures. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Hey, our number on the Y'all Show, if you want to reach out to us, you can text us at your own schedule, 803-816-117. It asks how you can get in touch with the show that's all about the South. Let's dive into a few of the headlines going on across the South as we get you ready for the weekend. How about this woke of woke stories coming from the Commonwealth of Virginia, a professor at Virginia Tech now apologizing for being white straight and a cisgendered 
female. The professor apologizing to students of color for the, quote, inexcusable horrors within our shared history. Doctor, this is a doctor, Dr. Crystal Duncan Lane, who teaches human development and family science, also reportedly informed students in her Human Development 1134 class that racism is innate within, quote, the reality of white people. As she evidently in her syllabus had something introducing herself saying, I am a Caucasian cisgender female and first generation college student from Appalachia who is of Scottish, British, and Norwegian heritage. I am married to a cisgender male and we are middle class. While I do not ask for the many privileges in my life, I have benefited from them and will continue to benefit from them whether I like it or not. You know what? The funny thing is, Dr. Crystal Duncan Lane in her syllabus, <laughs> where she was essentially apologizing for how she was born, she misspelled the word benefited. What a, what a nincompoop. Hmm apologizing for being a white, straight, cisgendered female. You had to think some of the students in her class, even the black students, just had to shake their head and say, you got to be kidding me. Hmm. By the way, that's a term that I'm sorry, maybe I should go back to school too because I don't quite understand when she identifies as cisgenders. Okay, cisgender denotes are relating to a person whose sense of personal identity and gender corresponds with their birth sex. Okay, so she is a born a woman and she's perfectly okay with being a woman. That that would be the des- definition. I guess the transgender would be the opposite of cisgender. So she's apologizing for being a white person for for having a a male husband and also for not necessarily wanting to convert over to being a man cuz she's a cisgendered female. All right, that's the story from academia here today. A story out of Georgia. This is a not a good story coming from some high schools there. Swastikas and messages praising Adolf Hitler have appeared at two Marietta and North Georgia high schools in this large public system in the Atlanta suburbs. Someone scrawled a swastika and the words Heil Hitler on a bathroom at Lassiter High School. Also, anti-Semitic messages found at nearby Pope High School in recent days. The two schools are only about four miles apart and both in Cobb County. That's just to the northwest of Atlanta. Jewish families in the area are alarmed. Rabbi Larry Cernovitz of a local congregation has come in and spoke with students. Lassiter Principal Chris Ritchie in a letter to parents said, I am both angered and saddened by the appearance of symbols and words of hatred in our school and community. This school system in Cobb County, one of the largest in the state of Georgia, and of course it has a zero tolerance for acts about that, ha- that harm students, groups, or people, are school buildings. But swastikas and Hitler messages, Heil Hitler, found at these Georgia high schools. Alabama's oyster outlook looking pretty good for this year. That's good news if you're a oyster lover. They're at Bayou La Battery, down by Bubba Gump's hometown. The Alabama Marine Resources Division, part of the Alabama Department of Conservation and Natural Resources, having a outing this week, and they have announced that 
Alabama's wild oyster harvest looks very delicious and that's good but there are some worrisome signs that the outlook may not be rosy after this little stretch that we're in now as you're going to find good oyster production in areas like Heron Bay and the Mobile area, Cedar Point East, Cedar Point West, also around Dolphin Island. Those are the numbers that they project this year. A sack of oysters, by the way, equates to 85 pounds of oysters in the shell. And last season, Alabama, I think, had over 22,000 sacks of oysters harvested. They expect a little bit more, so... We are in the month of September. If you know anything about oysters, this is oyster time, and it's only going to get better for those oyster lovers across the southeast. How about a story out of Virginia as we wrap up our headlines here in this second hour of the Y'all Show, and today the Y'all Kickoff Show in hour number one. A woman in Virginia Beach now sentenced to prison after a massive coupon fraud scheme. 41-year-old Lori Ann Tollins sentenced to 12 years in prison after officials say she and her husband defrauded businesses out of more than $31 million. According to court documents, starting back in 2017, the Virginia Beach woman used social media sites like Facebook and Telegram to find groups of coupon enthusiasts and sell them fake coupons. She used an account with the name Master Chef and created and designed fake coupons from her home. And she got, I didn't misread this, she defrauded businesses out of more than $31 million, one of the biggest counterfeit coupon schemes in American history. And this woman now, with her more than 13,000 different coupon designs, busted, and she's going to be going off to the Huskow alongside her 43-year-old husband, Pacifico Tollins. The couple pleaded guilty to mail fraud, among other charges, there in Virginia Beach this week. Mm. Speaking of, well, one more last thing. Let me throw this one in there because this has to do with a place that a lot of us go in and try to use coupons. Kroger. Kroger, I don't know if you can use a coupon or not, but Kroger, the Cincinnati-based food chain, has announced that they've launched a new service powered by Instacart that's supposed to deliver groceries in 30 minutes or less. The new service, Kroger Delivery Now, gives shoppers the option to choose among 25,000 items online for meals, snacks, ingredients, and even medications. And according to a corporate affairs manager for the Nashville division of Kroger, Kroger Delivery Now is a game changer for the e-commerce industry. Hey, something else to have come knocking on your door, groceries and more, and they're promising, at least in the case of Kroger, to do it in 30 minutes or less. Now, if only Domino's could do that. (laughs) We're Y'all Talk with an Accent on the South. We're going to wrap up this second hour after the break. A quick look at the brand new movies. Oh, there's a good Clint Eastwood movie hitting theaters this weekend. We'll tell you all about it in our Dixie Cinema Spotlight, and it's up next. My doctor told me my blood pressure is borderline. I figured I could worry about it or do something about it. So I took control with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. It works safely and naturally to help maintain healthy blood pressure with a custom blend of garlic, vitamins, and minerals. And it's odor-free. I'm taking charge with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. 
These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The term natural reference is only the garlic in the product. Use as directed. Wrapping up this second hour of our end of the week fun of what we call the show all about the South. This is the y'all show and a quick look at the new films hitting theaters across the Southland this week. D. White Yoakum and Clint Eastwood star in Cry Macho as the 90 year old, 90 plus, whatever he's these days. Clint Eastwood is the star and director of Cry Macho. That's been heavily promoted. Can't wait to see that one. Blue Bayou, a drama debuts. This one's got Mark O'Brien, Randy Austin, and more in a Southern-based movie. A Korean-American man raised in the Louisiana Bayou works hard to make a life for his family. Justin Chan directs this, and Justin Chan actually stars in Blue Bayou out this weekend. The beautiful Jessica Chastain. She stars in another movie that's got something to do with the South. Remember back when you had the PTL Network with Jim and Tammy Faye Baker. The Eyes of Tammy Faye arrives in theaters this weekend. Chastain stars in this alongside Cherry Jones and Andrew Garfield. Prisoners of the Ghostland. Nicholas Cage is a star of this one, and it debuts. Melanie Linsky, Judy Greer, Justin Long, and Ryan Philippe star in the new comedy Lady of the Manor out this weekend. The Nowhere Inn. That's got Ezra Buzzington among the stars, as well as St. Vincent, that comedy drama, out this weekend, The Nowhere Inn. Bestsellers ought to be fun. Michael Caine, the venerable Michael Caine, is a star of bestsellers. Cop Shop, also out this weekend. Toby Huss is one of the stars of this one. The Killing of Kenneth Chamberlain is out, as well as the wonderful stories from the space station. All hitting theaters this weekend we will have hour three of the y'all show coming up right after this so hang on y'all we're planning a trip to spain later this year but our spanish is it's pretty bad (laughs) (laughs) when you learn a language you want to actually use it Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. Babbel's conversation-based method teaches you real-life words and phrases. And with Babbel's interactive bite-sized lessons, you'll remember what you learned. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? No matter your learning style or experience level, Babbel has lessons designed for you that will get you speaking quickly and confidently. I tried learning Spanish before, but I couldn't stick with it until I found Babbel. There's no easier way to learn another language. Ahora hablamos español. He just said, now we speak Spanish. I can't wait to use our new language skills on our upcoming adventures. 
Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. All right, y'all, we've come to the end of the week, and we're going to blow it out big here in this final hour. I'm John Rawl. This is the Y'all Show. Talk with an accent on all things Southern. Or you could simplify it and just say talk with a Southern accent (laughs) because we accentuate all about the South here. Each time we get together, we've already knocked out two hours of fun and we're going to kind of wind things down here in this final hour. Hope your weekend's got great things going on. I don't know what mine's going to have going on. I hadn't even thought about it because I've been so involved in making this show all it can be. But we're going to have to start turning our attention to the weekend as soon as we get this thing done. Let me tell you what is up in this final hour of the Y'all Show. We've got headlines from across the southeast. I've got doll talk to tell you about. We've got... Something that ties into Cleveland, Georgia. Little Cabbage Patch Dolls news. I'm going to let you know about that. Plus, Barbie is part of our headlines today. What in the world are we doing talking about dolls on the Y'all Show? Well, I'll let you know. Just stay tuned for our headlines. Before the hour is up, we've got a continuation of our Southern Destinations of the Weekend. We will let you know where you can go this weekend and enjoy some great festivals across the Southeast. Not only festivals, but great events. Just kind of your 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 handy weekend planner. That's what we will be doing later in the hour. And we'll have so much fun doing it. 803-816-1170. That is how you can text us here at your leisure. We'd love to hear from you as we do cover all things Southern. And our website is y'all.com. Y'all is the South's homepage. We start off this hour with some Southern sports coverage. Again, back in hour one, we walked through all of the big college football fun. And it's going to be an exciting weekend on gridirons across the southeast but you don't have to wait until saturday and as we are here talking sports here at the start of this hour let me just go ahead and give you a primer about what you got coming up here on this friday going into the weekend of college football because that's one of the cool things now that we're in season is you've got not only your high school games going on you got your friday games And you had your Thursday's games as well. But Friday, how about this matchup? UCF and the Gus Bus. The Gus Bus rides in the Cardinals Stadium where he faces off against the Louisville Cardinals in a primetime ESPN broadcast. And that is awesome to see this pairing of teams. Louisville bounced back with a win against an FCS opponent last weekend. They got throttled in Atlanta to start the season when they faced off against Mississippi on that Labor Day night. UCF, the Knights, had that opening weekend. Great big win for them against Boise State. So watch for a maybe a night victory, perhaps, at Cardinal Stadium, Papa John Stadium, I still call it, there at the L. Also on Fox Sports 1, 
This one's taking place in Champaign, Illinois, Champaign-Urbana. FS1 is where you'll find tonight's matchup of a Big Ten battle featuring the Maryland Terrapins and the Illinois Fighting Illini. That game kicks off there from Illinois at 9 Eastern, 8 o'clock Central. Again, FS1 is where you'll find that one. And then the big games over the weekend include Nebraska at Oklahoma. You've got Michigan State at Miami on Saturday. You've got a great game going on in the swamp between the Florida Gators and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Also, you've got Memphis and Mississippi State. That one's going to catch my eye as Memphis tries to get rid of a 12-game losing streak that they've had to the Bullies. This game from the Liberty Bowl in Midtown, Memphis. And then on Saturday evening, a few games worth checking out, including the Georgia Bulldogs hosting the South Carolina Gamecocks. you got Penn State hosting Auburn. And also some of the late, late games worth checking out, a top 25 battle in Utah as BYU has the Arizona State Sun Devils waltzing up from Scottsdale. I think it's where their main campus is in the Phoenix area. ESPN's where you'll see that game. And then you can also see UCLA hosting Fresno State at the Rose Bowl late Saturday night. So some great action, if you will, on the college gridiron going on before next week when most every team will be playing a conference game as we're getting near the end of September, it's time to start opening up those conference v. conference battles. What about the weekend in the NFL? You've got a full lineup on Sunday. That lineup includes the early games, the set of roughly 10 early games, Cincinnati's at Chicago. The Houston Texans try to go to 2-0. and They'll be playing in Cleveland at First Energy Stadium against the Browns. The Los Angeles Rams travel all the way to Indy. The Colts welcoming in the Rams to Lucas Oil Stadium. The Miami Dolphins aim to go 2-0. They've got the 0-1 Buffalo Bills headed to Hard Rock Stadium for a Fox broadcast early on Sunday. The New York Jets, they have their rookie quarterback in tow. And the Jets and the 0-1 New England Patriots get together at MetLife on Sunday. The Philadelphia Eagles hosting the San Francisco 49ers. The Las Vegas Raiders on short rest as they had that game Monday. Dramatic overtime win. The Raiders will be in the Steel City where the Pittsburgh Steelers await in an early game Sunday. Battle of NFC South teams. New Orleans and their absolute domination week one over the Green Bay Packers. The Big Easy Saints will be in Charlotte to take on the Carolina Panthers from Bank of America Stadium. The Jacksonville Jaguars have their home opener, first home game for Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence and the Jags hosting the Denver Broncos on Sunday. And that's your early games there set up for Sunday. Your late afternoon games, Arizona, the Cardinals, they got their big trounce over the Tennessee Titans last week. And Kyler Murray and company back in the desert. State Farm Stadium is where you'll see the Cardinals hosting the Minnesota Vikings. The Atlanta Falcons, an embarrassing week one loss. The Big Birds from ATL go down to Tampa, where the Buccaneers await Raymond James Stadium kick there at 4.05 Eastern on Sunday. The Los Angeles Chargers and the Dallas Cowboys get together at SoFi Stadium. This is the Chargers' first home game in front of a big home crowd, and this is a late afternoon game there from SoFi 
And your last late afternoon game includes the Tennessee Titans all the way out at Lumen Field in Seattle. The 12th man will be rooting on the home team as the Seattle Seahawks have the Tennessee Titans in for that game. Your Sunday night football game this week is right there at M&T Bank Stadium in Baltimore. Ravens hosting Patrick Mahomes and company. The Kansas City Chiefs go to Baltimore for an NBC Sunday night football contest. That one kicks at 8.20 Eastern, 7.20 Central. Your Monday night football game this week. This is a rather not-so-sexy not so game, if you will, between Aaron Rodgers and his long hair and his Green Bay Packers. And they've got the Detroit Lions coming in for a game at Lambeau Field, the home opener for the Packers. Hey, Lions, they fought hard. They lost last week to San Francisco but don't sleep on the Lions. Maybe they'll shock the world and get this Monday night football game on ESPN. Monday night ought to be fun. That's your NFL lineup here for week number two of the National Football League. As far as the Major League Baseball guys, their season winding down, only about two weeks left in the regular season. Your weekend series include the Cleveland Indians, soon-to-be Garden Guardians at the New York Yankees. Also, you've got the Baltimore Orioles and the Boston Red Sox. Eduardo Rodriguez on the bump Friday for the the Beantown Bunch. The L.A. Dodgers will be at the Cincinnati Reds. Max Scherzer on the mound for the Dodgers as he faces off against Sonny Gray of the Reds on this Friday night matchup. Twins and the Toronto Blue Jays have a weekend series. Colorado Rockies at the Washington Nats. The Detroit Tigers, they're down in Tampa to take on the Rays in a weekend series. you got the Pittsburgh Pirates on South Beach to take on the Miami Marlins. The White Sox, the Southsiders in the Metroplex, the Rangers hosting them for a weekend series. The Arizona Diamondbacks, man, they actually have started to win a few games here lately. The D-backs in an interleague battle in Houston against the Astros this weekend. The M's are at the Kansas City Royals this weekend for a series. The Chicago Northsiders, Cubs at Milwaukee. The Philadelphia Phillies, they're in a battle with the Braves right now to try to take over the NL East. The Phils have a key weekend series at the New York Mets. The Padres at the St. Louis Cardinals. Both of those teams still have a little bit of a pulse left in terms of getting to the postseason. The aforementioned Atlanta Braves have a weekend series at the San Francisco Giants. And lastly, the Angels hosting the Oakland A's this weekend. And a look at the standings, the Maybe the uh, not-so-up-to-minute standings, but a a broad overview as far as how the teams shake up right now. The Rays look pretty good. They have somewhere around an eight-game lead over their closest competition, and they got three teams nipping on their heels, all with a similar record. Blue Jays, Yankees, Red Sox. Only the Baltimore Orioles can go ahead and mail it in for next year. The Orioles are 43-and-a-half games back of the division-leading Tampa Bay Rays. That is pathetic. Orioles are 46-99 and right now. Mm. In the AL Central, the White Sox and Tony La Russa, his ball club, should coast to that crown for that division. They have a roughly 11-game lead over the Cleveland Indians right now. In the AL West, the Astros have a pretty good lead, seven games, give or take over the Athletics and the M's also right around that seven-game 
back margin in the AL West. When you glance at that very competitive National League East, you got to give it to the Mets, Phillies, and Braves. One of those three teams will end up as the champions of the National League East. Right now, the Braves enjoy a roughly three-game edge over the Phils. Mets are about five games out of first place at this point. Miami and the Nats pulling up the rear of the National League East. The NL Central looks to be a Milwaukee Brewers division. I don't think there's going to be a way for the Cardinals nor the Reds to catch up. Brewers really have taken off here in recent weeks, although the Cardinals have been on a pretty good little win streak of late. But the Brewers have a 12-and-a-half game lead over the Cardinals, and the Reds are about 14 games out at this point. Cubs and Pirates, they're waiting until next year. And lastly, the best division of baseball has been the National League West. Both the Giants and Dodgers have already clinched a postseason berth. Congratulations. Uh, The question is, which one of these teams are going to end up winning the NL West? Right now, the Dodgers are roughly a game, game and a half back of the Giants. The Padres aren't going to be able to win the division. Padres are 19 and a half back. But the Padres have a 75 and roughly 70 mark above 500. That, when you compare it to other teams in the National League, is right on track with the Cardinals and the Reds. And then your National League East leader, the Braves, have right around 76 wins to date. So that's why the NL East winner is likely going to be the only team from that division going to the postseason. And that wild card is going to be oh so competitive between the teams like the Padres or the Cardinals or maybe even the Reds. October will be here, and it's going to be oh so exciting. Let me fill you in on some golf news. This weekend, believe it or not, golf returns. It's the Fortinet Championship from Napa, California. Not exactly the most thrilling tournament. Not exactly a tournament that's got all your A-listers. Georgia Tech alum Stuart Sink is the defending champ. Stuart Sink ended up winning a couple of times last year on the PGA Tour, including winning at Harbortown. But Stuart Sink, the defending champ of this golf event going on at Silverado Resort and Spa, the north course there in Napa, that's going on this weekend. Golf World kind of tuned in to next week from Kohler, Wisconsin's Swistling Straits straight course. It's the Ryder Cup where the United States goes off against Europe, and that's going to be pretty darn fun to tune in. Also, not too far from now, at the end of September going into October, You have in Jackson, Mississippi, the Sanderson Farms Championship at the Country Club of Jackson. That, for all of you in the Magnolia State, ought to be something worth tuning in. Believe it or not, great Spaniard Sergio Garcia, the defending champ of that event there in Jackson, Mississippi. Melissa Rhodes is standing by with a southern accent on Southern Sports. Melissa, take it away. Southern Accent. Here's a Southern sports update from y'all.com. I'm Melissa Rhodes. For the Southern outdoorsmen, the ninth month on the calendar equals a chance to go hunt dove in most areas of the region. The Y'all Show Fishing Forecast host, Craig Faulkner, on the preparation needed for hunters to hit the dove fields. It's mainly the people that uh, have the field, and that's a lot of prep work. That goes back to last spring when they were planting either sunflower or corn or wheat and cleaning the fields up uh, then you got to come back and cut them and mow them and a lot of manicuring to uh, make it a good dove field as far as the hunter you pretty much 
grab you a stool or a chair and your shotgun and your shell box and you're ready to go. You know, it's not not much prep for dove hunting the hunter. It's the person that's uh, hosting the hunt. A lot of money goes into that too. Sports headlines and more at y'all.com. All dove hunters, enjoy this time of year. We are the Y'all Show. Don't know if we're going to be out in the dove field this weekend or not, but you know what? I know where we're going to be after this break. We're going to be right back here with some more headlines coming in from across the southeast. And doll, I'm going to tell you about dolls. Oh, ain't that sweet. Yeah, how about Cabbage Patch Kids, Cleveland, Georgia's own? We'll discuss that and Believe it or not, Barbie in the news in our doll headlines of the day. Also, before the hour is up, we got to look at some great festivals taking place across the South this weekend. All that is just ahead. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park... <laughs> Or at your kitchen table. Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. We're planning a trip to Spain later this year. But our Spanish is... It's pretty bad. (laughs) (laughs) When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. Babbel's conversation-based method teaches you real-life words and phrases. And with Babbel's interactive bite-sized lessons, you'll remember what you learned. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? No matter your learning style or experience level, Babbel has lessons designed for you that will get you speaking quickly and confidently. I tried learning Spanish before, but I couldn't stick with it until I found Babbel. There's no easier way to learn another language. Ahora hablamos español. He just said, now we speak Spanish. I can't wait to use our new language skills on our upcoming adventures. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. We all picked the cotton, but we never got rich. Daddy was a veteran, a Southern Democrat. They ought to get a rich man to vote like that. Sing it. Song, song of the South. Sweet potato pie, and I shut my mouth. Gone, gone with the wind. There ain't nobody looking back again. Continuing on with the Y'all Show. The end is near for this week of talk with an accent on all things southern john raw thanking you for being part of the fun let's dive into a couple of things going on across the southland before we move over in the next segment to tell you about some things going on perhaps in your own neighborhood from a events standpoint here this weekend how about some doll talk here on the y'all show and we've got that Two different doll-related stories, and this is no game I'm playing with you. 
Barbie has introduced two new dolls in honor of Hispanic Heritage Month. On the first day of Hispanic Heritage Month, Barbie announcing the creation of this role model doll, Celia Cruz, and also they have introduced Julia Alvarez. As a statement from Barbie said, through their legendary careers and bravery and self-expression, Celia Cruz and Julia Alvarez continue to inspire generations of young Latinos to proudly tell their stories. Now, these are actually real people. Cruz, that would be Celia Cruz, was a Cuban-American singer and one of the most popular Latin artists of the 20th century. Celia Cruz, and she's got a doll named after her, or based on her, courtesy of Barbie. Celia Cruz had a career that spanned six decades. She became internationally known as the Queen of Salsa. She was a true pioneer of what's called Afro-Latinidad, which focused on the African elements of her identity in a time when it wasn't so popular to do. Cruz recorded more than 80 albums and songs, got 23 gold records, and won five Grammy Awards. She died in 2003 after a battle with brain cancer. But now, her legacy lives on courtesy of a Barbie doll celebrating this Cuban-American and now in Barbie form, Celia Cruz. The other Barbie doll celebrating Hispanic heritage is Alvarez's doll, honoring Julia Alvarez, a Dominican-American poet, novelist, and activist. Julia Alvarez is regarded as one of the most successful and significant Latina writers of her time. She wrote novels, collections of poems, and numerous books for young readers. Her awards include the Pura, Belpra, and Americas Awards, the Hispanic Heritage Award, and the F. Scott Fitzgerald Award. She also received the National Medal of Arts from President Obama back in 2013. Alvarez shared her thoughts on social media when she found out she was going to become a Barbie. Quote, Who knew I would grow up to become a Barbie? I'm so honored to have a one-of-a-kind me in celebration of Hispanic Heritage Month along with the iconic Celia Cruz. I hope this can encourage young Latinas to share their gifts with the world. Barbie says the dolls were created to celebrate Cruz and Alvarez, but will not be available to purchase. Hmm? What? I'm sitting here bragging about how these dolls are made and they're not available to purchase. What's up with that, Barbie? Hispanic Heritage Month celebrated September 15th through October 15th each year to honor the histories, cultures, and contributions of those who came from Spain, Mexico, the Caribbean, and Central and South America. That's about half the country. I'm sorry, about half the world when you factor all those places in. So, happy Hispanic Heritage Month. But unfortunately, I don't think I can buy you one of these Celia Cruz or Julia Alvarez dolls for your celebration. Not sure what that's about. Maybe that's just going to be they're going to really surprise us and that's going to be the hot christmas item in a few months your cruz or alvarez barbie doll more doll talk let's take you to cleveland georgia cabbage patch kids based in cleveland is going in the toy hall of fame it looks like the rosy cheek cabbage patch dolls which have been a craze for 30 40 years Chances are, if you're one of the South's great ladies listening to this, 
at one point you might have had a Cabbage Patch doll, but the Cabbage Patch doll is part of a finalist, their finalist in a group to enter the National Toy Hall of Fame. Put them in there, for goodness sakes. How could they not be in there? Yeah, put them in there. Among the finalists also being considered for the November induction, Battleship, Risk, the Settlers of Catan, Mahjong and Billiards, as well as the Pinata. Also, American Girl Dolls, Masters of the Universe, and Fisher-Price Corn Popper. (laughs) The finalists that I just mentioned were pulled from thousands of nominations that the National Toy Hall of Fame gets each year. Anyone can nominate a toy and a panel of experts along with input from the public. Vote for the three that are going to be inducted. They have currently got a list or a Hall of Fame that it consists of 74 inductees into the National Toy Hall of Fame. Where Where is this? I think it's in Rochester, New York. It's where this thing is based. To be inducted, toys must have withstood test of time and memory. They changed play or toy design and fostered learning, creativity, or discovering. According to the vice president for collections at the Toy Hall of Fame, Christopher Bench, all of the 2021 finalists have greatly influenced the world of play. Yeah, I would think so. Fans are invited to vote for their favorites as part of the player's choice ballot, and that closes in about four days. September 22nd is the final day for that. The three uh, the three toys that end up becoming selected will be announced soon. Winners will be inducted November the 4th. So there you have it. More about Cabbage Patch dolls. The dolls, each one of them unique, were launched in 1979. And they come complete with adoption papers. They were all the rage back in the 80s when it first kind of became very popular. And because of the success of the Cabbage Patch Kids, you had other dolls mimic that success. The Tickle Me Elmo, the Beanie Babies, and the Furby. I've been to the Cabbage Patch Kids Hospital there in Cleveland. I used to go to the Chick-fil-A right next to where the original Cabbage Patch Hospital was, which used to actually be a hospital in Cleveland, Georgia. And it's still there. But they ended up moving it more toward Helen and have this fancy building and little girls and a few little boys go there and see these dolls born, I think, every day. And it's really pretty pretty amazing to see. And uh, a great little southern tradition, Cabbage Patch Kids. I hope they get in the Hall of Fame. Come on, Hall of Fame. Do the right thing and let them in. Let them in! The South needs a toy in the Toy Hall of Fame. That will wrap up our headlines from across the South Sea. We cover a little bit of everything. Who knew? Who knew? When the Y'all Show comes back, we have a look at some great festivals going on across the Southland this weekend. Maybe if you don't want to go to a festival, you might want to consider going to a really cool place. And hey, Cleveland, Georgia's Cabbage Patch Hospital just might be one of them. We'll have all the fun as the Y'all Show continues. Stay where you are.
My doctor told me my blood pressure is borderline. I figured I could worry about it or do something about it. So I took control with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. It works safely and naturally to help maintain healthy blood pressure with a custom blend of garlic, vitamins, and minerals. And it's odor-free. I'm taking charge with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The term natural reference is only the garlic in the product. Use as directed. We're planning a trip to Spain later this year. But our Spanish is... It's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> when you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. Babbel's conversation-based method teaches you real-life words and phrases. And with Babbel's interactive bite-sized lessons, you'll remember what you learned. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? No matter your learning style or experience level, Babbel has lessons designed for you that will get you speaking quickly and confidently. I tried learning Spanish before, but I couldn't stick with it until I found Babbel. There's no easier way to learn another language. Ahora hablamos español. He just said, now we speak Spanish. I can't wait to use our new language skills on our upcoming adventures. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Oh, babe, I'm tired of you And your honey, but the way you do She goes, babe It's all over now All I want my baby to do Make five dollars and give me two She goes, babe It's all over now Went downtown and bought me rope Put my babe till she buzzed low She goes, babe It's all over now Oh, babe, what's the matter with you? You don't treat me like you used to do. She go, babe, it's all over now. The website that covers all things Southern is y'all.com. I am the publisher of that website. I'm also the host of this here show you're listening to. This is the Y'all Show, and my name is John Rawl. Appreciate you being with us as we wrap up this exciting week of all things about the Southeast. And let me tell you what all's going on across the Southeast here as we take a look at some festivals and fun. In Huntsville, Alabama, at the Montesano State Park this weekend, it is the Montesano Art Festival. Now, if you don't know where Montesano is in Huntsville, Madison County, Alabama, you must need some corrective vision because that's the big gigantic mountain. It's the only mountain you can see right there in Huntsville, Alabama, at least from downtown. And uh, you'll have to climb that mountain and go up there and take part in the Montesano Art Festival. That is, again, this weekend, it's almost all day Saturday. Plenty of great things for the entire family when you get there to the top of Montesano. What a beautiful, beautiful thing that we've got here in the south with not only Huntsville, which is now the largest city in the state of Alabama. Can you believe that? Sure is. 
Hey, this weekend, we also want to let you know in Irondale, that's in the Birmingham area, this weekend it's the inaugural International Festival at the Coliseum, the Mountaintop Coliseum there in Irondale. And they've got that going on almost all day Saturday. So please check that out if you get a opportunity. In the natural state of Arkansas this weekend, how about Bird Fest 23 at Bird's Adventure Center? What in the world is Bird Fest? Go to birdsadventurecenter.com and learn more about all about this. It's in Ozark, Arkansas. And uh, looks rather int- it looks rather fun. You'll just have to go make your own judgment on this one. Also this weekend in Crystal Hill, Arkansas, it's the Yattaloo Music and Arts Festival. That ought to be a great event for you there in that section of the natural state. This weekend in the Sunshine State of Florida, plenty of activities. Starting off with, in Fort Lauderdale, the 10th Anniversary Brazil Fest. Celebrate Brazilian heritage and more in Fort Lauderdale. And if that's not good and international enough for you, go to Spring Hill, Florida this weekend at Silverthorne Country Club. It's the Italian Feast Fest. And that's all day on Saturday. Ooh, I could use some good pasta right now. (laughs) In the Peach State of Atlanta this weekend, you got a couple of great things, including how about this one in Buchanan, Georgia, at the public library there. It's the 2021 Fried Pie Festival. That sounds perfect. I mean, perfect. Although, I'm going to tell you about one that's going to give the Fried Pie Festival even more competition going on this weekend, too. And unfortunately, I think I'm going to have to miss it, and I don't know why. In Peachtree Corners, Georgia, this weekend, it's the 10th Annual Peachtree Corners Festival. So two great events in Georgia this weekend. How about what's going on in the Bluegrass State this weekend? In Jeffersontown, Kentucky, it's the Gaslight Festival weekend, and that is going to be throughout the entire weekend. Midway, Kentucky, it's the Midway Fall Festival. That's both Saturday and on Sunday. Now, Louisiana, they've been recently hit by hurricanes and more, so double-check to make sure these are still scheduled to go on. But at least according to our information been passed along in baton rouge this weekend they got the baton rouge blues festival and that's in the downtown development district and in de almonds louisiana at the saint gertrude catholic church it's at least scheduled on saturday the louisiana catfish festival going on there in des alamans and louisiana this weekend and the state of maryland this weekend if you are in that section of the south and want to have some fun we want to let you know that this weekend and this is taking place in Annapolis, the state capital. It's the Maryland Renaissance Festival. That's going on Sunday only if you make your way to that section of the state. Also in Nottingham, Maryland this weekend, it's Zion's Annual Peach Festival and Craft Flea Market. And that's at the Zion United Church of Christ in Nottingham, Maryland. That is going on in the state of Maryland this weekend. In the state of North Carolina this weekend, Plenty of fun, plenty of activities, plenty of variety. One thing going on worth mentioning in Moorhead City, it's the annual North Carolina Seafood Festival, and that's going on all weekend long right there on the Atlantic coast. And in Nightdale, North Carolina at the YMCA, it's the 10th annual Mama Africa Festival, and that's taking place in Nightdale in North Carolina this weekend. 
in the Sooner State of Oklahoma this weekend. We just told you Reba McIntyre and her boyfriend Rex Lynn are hanging out in Oklahoma, their native state. Hey, Reba, if you want to go to Pryor this weekend, it's the Born and Raised Music Festival. They got ZZ Top, Cody Jinks, and other going in there. I see Lucinda Williams, Robert Earl Keane. Should be fun. And again, double check that that's indeed still going on because with coronavirus, with bad weather and more you never know when things kind of get dropped at the last minute in muskogee this weekend it's local motion a fall festival of arts at the depot green and that's saturday in muskogee oklahoma usa y'all know i would say that merle you would be proud (laughs) in the state of south carolina this weekend and this is the one i was so looking forward to to go along with our fried pie festival in flower town usa somerville south carolina this weekend on hutchinson square it's the somerville south carolina sweet tea festival boy that would be just awesome to attend you know what would also be fun to attend in the capital city of Columbia this weekend at the Holy Trinity Greek Orthodox say that a hundred thousand times fast the Holy Trinity Greek Orthodox Church. It's the thirty fourth annual Greek festival in Columbia, South Carolina, and that's going on this weekend. And the Volunteer State here this weekend, plenty of fun from east to middle to west. And we've got a little bit of a tease here for you of what's going on in Tennessee this very weekend. First of all, in Eagleville, it's the Nashville Pumpkin Festival. That's Saturday at Lucky Lad Farms. And also, want to let you know, in Cowan, Tennessee, it's the Fall Heritage Festival. And that's taking place Saturday and Sunday. And we'll throw in another good one just for all of us in the state. Hey, how about Memphis? This weekend, it's the Cooper Young Festival and the Cooper Young Historic District going on in, I guess that's the Midtown area of the city of Memphis. And that is this weekend in the good state of Texas here this weekend, if you want to make your way, or maybe you're already in the Lone Star State and you're looking for something kind of fun. In East Texas this weekend at the Angelina County Exposition Center in Lufkin, it is the Texas State Forest Festival. Sounds like pretty good fun to be had in that portion of the state. Also, this weekend in the state capital of Austin, it's the Pecan Street Festival, or maybe they say Pecan Street there in Austin. Either way, should be plenty of fun if you can be in the Lone Star State this weekend. And in Virginia this weekend, the fun in the Commonwealth of Virginia includes, in Berryville, the Watermelon Pickers Fest at the Clark County Ruritan Fairgrounds in Berryville, Virginia, and that's going on through Saturday, the Watermelon Pickers Fest. And also in Farmville, Virginia, at Longwood University this weekend, it's the Heart of Virginia Festival going on all day Saturday. Should be plenty of fun there at Longwood University, which is a very respected, and we just told you on Thursday, one of your top 25 southern regional colleges, as according to at least the U.S. News and World Report. And our last southern state to highlight what's going on this weekend is the Mountain State of Virginia and Point Pleasant. It's the Mothman Festival at the Mothman Museum. I don't know what that's all about, but it definitely does sound intriguing to say the least. And in Mullins, West Virginia this weekend, it's the 39th annual Lumberjackin' Bluegrassin' Jamboree. And that's at the Twin Falls Resort State Park in Mullins, West Virginia. And that's happening both Saturday 
and Sunday. Sounds like a full weekend of fun, not only in the Mountain State, if you go to that event, but all of these other great places that we've just listed off as great possibilities for you and yours to get out and see the South and enjoy what this great region has to offer. We're going to wrap up Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent right after this. From Dixie with Love is headed your way. If you're worried about your borderline blood pressure, hear how others are taking charge with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. Garlic works safely and naturally to support my blood pressure. Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula has a custom blend of garlic, vitamins, and minerals, so you know it works. No garlic taste, no garlic breath. Take charge of your blood pressure with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The term natural reference is only the garlic in the product. Use as directed. We got a pontoon boat with a Yamaha People dressed like they're in Panama Small town spring break Every weekend around this place And there's a bunch of boys trying to catch the eyes Of all the pretty girls that are walking by Those redneck margaritas Are two for one at that old marina Yeah, tan lines and gas station Cheap sunglasses they come in here from all around To get a little southbound, unwound To the sea, honey, cotton, a bus Them south sounds outbound Some are dripping off of us From the riverbank to the party cold Long as it floats, we'll rock the boat And it's all looking up when we get down Yeah, and get a little Can you blame her? Who wouldn't want to be southbound? This is our last segment here. Thank you again for being with us today through the last couple of days of the Y'all Show as we broadcast on tremendous radio stations across the Southland and more. We've now knocked out over 500 of these Y'all Shows. and I think I saw the count was more like 550 Y'all Shows. and We've been doing this for about three years now. And our website is y'all.com, and that's where you can find just about every single one of our 550, give or take 100 or so, of the Y'all Show. And we talk about Carrie Underwood at Y'all, and we love to play Carrie Underwood music, especially a song like that one that'll get you kind of in the South mode full show. Well, thank you again for being with us. We have a full week of great Southern stuff coming up next week. And it's going to be so fun recapping the weekend in college football, NFL football. Our barbecue barrister will be back on here when we get together on the Y'all Show next week. I just can't thank you enough for helping kind of grow this show. And we got so much big stuff planned. Hey, again, if you ever want to express your southerness, if you ever want to tell us what's on your mind, that's why we have a text line. And that thing is open 24-7 at 803-816-1170. 
And if you've got something to say, this is the place to do it. Just let your fingers dial up that number, 803-816-1170. Again, our website, y'all.com. Over the weekend, make sure you tune that thing in because on Saturday we've got to have Tricks of the Trade, John Allen, Jimmy Duke do their best to answer the South's home improvement questions. And they do each week a tremendous, tremendous job of answering what all's going on with people. I've learned so much just being a part of the production of that, whether it's talking about plumbing problems. There's a lot of air conditioning woes that happen this time of year. And those guys walk through all of that. I think I've even pulled out a, a wrench or two trying to do my own improvements but i'm no john allen so we'll have that at y'all.com over the weekend have a wonderful wonderful mid-september weekend enjoy your time maybe you've got a festival that we just told you about in the previous segment that you've got kind of pinned in to go to go have fun enjoy this beautiful part of the world that god has created and we will see you back here for more of the y'all show next week thank you for listening planning a trip to Spain later this year. But our Spanish is... It's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> when you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. Babbel's conversation-based method teaches you real-life words and phrases. And with Babbel's interactive, bite-sized lessons, you'll remember what you learned. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? No matter your learning style or experience level, Babbel has lessons designed for you that will get you speaking quickly and confidently. I tried learning Spanish before, but I couldn't stick with it until I found Babbel. There's no easier way to learn another language. Ahora hablamos español. He just said, now we speak Spanish. I can't wait to use our new language skills on our upcoming adventures. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Welcome, everybody, and thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear, filling in for Smokey on his birthday. Because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Just look at the news. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless. And I'm not just talking about obvious things like campfires or letting your totally sweet nephew, Francis, play with matches. 
I'm talking about dumping your used barbecue coals willy-nilly or parking your car on tall, dry grass. That can lead to poof. Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. But listen, being a South Carolinian, I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous, deciduous, or new car scented. So if you love the outdoors like me, go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention, because fire safety is always in season. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.